Welcome to I'm the Worst, the podcast where good people confess to bad things. And this is a bit of a longer episode, but so help me, I had a lot of follow-up questions for these revelations from TV host, radio personality, stand-up comedian and beautiful boy, Michael Hing. I acknowledge the traditional owners of country where this podcast was recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people, and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Michael Hing was on a busy trip to Melbourne and I was surprised he could even fit me in. Well, no, because you've got to be busy because it's not going to last, Claire. <laughs> oh, God. you got to, you got to, oh, like, no. you get, okay. like, three, I think you get, like, three to five years where you can make money and then the rest of the time you're doing your art, you know? Get out. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I don't know. This I'm is overdue for a collapse of my empire. <laughs> no, I just feel like, I don't know. I, no. I feel like, I, I don't know what's next, you know? So, I like to... You know, so you like yeah. to make hay while the sun shines. Sort of, but it's. I mean, I don't enjoy it. What? I'm run. I mean, I love. I've obviously I love it. It's the best comedy special in the world. But I'm like, it's it's always motivated by fear, and um, you know, just say yes and and see what happens. You know, and oh. just run and do, do it, and um, because because it could all go away. You know. <laughs> Wow. Is that too much for the start? It's perfect for the start. But isn't it, you know, when you look at someone, you're like, what a dream they're living. They must be having the best time. Of and course then that you person's are. like, yeah, I am. But, but it's only because I'm terrified. Um, yeah, well, so, um, I, so I've, for the last three and a half years, I've been doing a radio show on Triple J that I've just finished up. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, um, amicably, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I a, actually, I don't think I've really talked about this anywhere. I um, you don't have to. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't care. I quit, I quit like over a year ago. Oh, <laughs> and um, like not, not for any bad reason. I wasn't like hating the job, but I was like, I'm, you know, getting towards four. I mean, my late thirties, getting towards forty, and I'm like, I need to get the fuck off this. <laughs> Like, um, off Triple J, I need to make space for other people. But, but, Are you, was there just a little lurking sense that if you don't make the move, someone's going to start accusing you of being too old for a youth n- network? No, because my life is such a mess that it's very relatable to a 22-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, like, I borrow my mum's car and I'm like, and I, like, you know, just stuff like, 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 you know, I, I... I, the tax office is after me. Like, there's just all this shit in my life that is like, even though I'm... You're not repping for 40. You're, you're repping an adolescent life. Because of the nightmare of, of whatever. But um, anyway, so I so I got, got to midway through last year, 2022, and I was having a wonderful time. And I really enjoyed the, making the show. But I was kind of like, far out. I just got engaged. I was about to get engaged. I was about to propose. Didn't know I was getting engaged. Hopefully, I was going to get engaged. Um. And so I, I was just thinking like, we need to, we need to probably wrap this up. And because of very boring bureaucracy thing, because of COVID, Triple J hadn't really been able to train a lot of, physically get people into the studios to train them. And so they were like, you please, well, I offered to, I said, I'll stick around for as long as you need. And so that's, so we left midway through this year, just cause that's when we could, um, but then I also do the project and then podcasts and um, stand up and stuff. There was a time this year, just speaking of busyness, I was doing radio four days a week, doing the project two days a week, and then doing the comedy festival tour. And honestly felt like I was just being wheeled out in front of lights or microphones to exist and then be like, and then just go back into a coma. And it's the best. 
but it's not sustainable. No, uh, it's not sustainable. Yeah. It is kind of a thrill to just feel like an instrument of comedy. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's nice. Yeah, like, could you just switch the, there's a little switch on my back. Yeah. Just pop it on and, and then, then please ah! t- turn me off when you're done because I'll need to recharge. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so generally speaking, I really like to be busy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else though. You know, I don't have, I don't want to say I don't have friends. I have friends, but like. I see them when I do things like this and make a podcast, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's nice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You, I mean, you did just say though, three to five years. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd be overdue yeah. for it all to dry all, up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really, you really yeah. feel like you're on the precipice of no work at all? Not no work at all, but it's like, I think you get, I think you get a, like half a decade where people care. And then oh. after that. Oh you've got to like, God. you've got to work or you've got to make something new or you've got to do something else. I don't know. I mean, I don't fucking know this industry. I'm just, I'm just going off what my vibe is. Yeah, no, that's really, that's excellent. And um, I'm not saying uh, no money, but I feel like, I feel like the people who care about you, their lives change as well. And so they go, they move on, they go to un- into other things. So you've got to go and find something else to do, you know? No, you're absolutely right. You, I mean, and um. Mutual friend Reese Nicholson mm. is like planning their life in along those lines as well. I yeah. also look at them and I'm like, they're doing well. If you say five years, you're <laughs> precariously close to. I mean, like they're 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 international at the of moment. Course. Yeah. And um, but as as someone who's yeah, I get I guess I have I had my five years like ten years ago. I guess I just good haven't woken years, up. It was a think? great five years. It's a great five years. But I guess I just haven't woken up to the fact that I'm. I'm. It's. Do you? Do I, you probably don't. This is a kind message you've delivered <laughs> to you in a, a decade in a, later. Yeah. I'm do sorry. you remember? Yes, Claire. You finished a long time ago. <laughs> um. You probably don't even remember this, or maybe you do because it was so mortifying. <gasps> but when we first met, you probably don't remember at all. But I saw. I was. I had barely done any comedy. I don't even okay. think I've done any comedy. I might have done like some uni theatre sports or something. And I'm so excited about my this anecdote that I don't remember. Oh, really? You don't remember? I don't remember. I feel what so did embarrassed you do? about this. My, I, I didn't really know what stand-up comedy was. I'd done certain improv and stuff. And then my friend was doing Raw, so I went along to see him. And you were either hosting or headlining or whatever that Raw spot is that people do. One of those. You were probably hosting. I think you were hosting. In Sydney? In Sydney at the Comedy Store. Do you remember going to Sydney at the Comedy Store? No? Zero? No. I vaguely remember. This would have been 2000 and something. That's right. right? Back when I was having my five years. (laughs) This is pre your five years, I think. Oh. You were on the way up. I was on the... Oh. And I was just like, who is this incredible comedian? She's the best. So funny. And just like, I was... I hadn't really watched a lot of live comedy, but I was just like, she's absolute best and so afterwards you were like chatting to some people at the comedy store and i went up and i was like that was so great you were so funny and you were like who's this fucking freak who's come to talk to me and then i i doubt that that's what my thought process was sure sure, sure. okay cool but then you said something like oh i'm doing a spot i'm doing a a gig at the roxbury or something in sydney a couple of days later and i didn't know really know what comedy was and that people Mm -hmm. had like sets they did and you were probably just making like small talk of like, I'm doing this gig, right? And I was like, oh, I should go to this gig where I'll hear, I'll hear like, uh, what, more jokes from this wonderful comedian? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I had no fucking idea. Right? I know where this is going. No, well, I mean, I don't even, I don't, 
I remember what I think I vaguely knew Okine or something because you and he had done Lovely Raw together. Matt Okine. And I think yeah, you and he had done Raw together. together. And I kind of knew him through something or other. I can't remember. Anyway, I turn up to this gig at the Roxbury, packed show, you crush, and I'm like, wow, this person's great. And and, I, and then I was like, oh, you can do the same jokes. That's so cool. Right. And then Okine was talking to you after the show i must i probably didn't know him i must have just recognized him from the tv or something or from rove or whatever and i must have just been like oh um (laughs) you guys were having a private conversation and i went up to you to be like hey i saw you the other night at the comedy store (laughs) and i and then you told me you were doing this and i came because i was like wow this is great and you were like you were like what (laughs) because i because i if i was you i would have thought this man's stalking me because it had been like <laughs> what three days or something. Yeah, but, um, but please, did I actually say what? Did of course, I? yeah. You oh, like? No, I'm. No, no, no. So no. sorry. Uh, you were not the problem in this scenario. <laughs> I was wildly over my skis in terms of like getting excited about comedy. <laughs> this I don't. This would have been like 2006 or 2000 something. I don't know. Whatever. It would have been just after you. I don't know. Yeah, just that was 2006 was my first solo show year. Oh, okay. like, that so was early been, days. It would have been around that because my friend Ben was doing Raw, I think, that year. And that's how – anyway. Um, but I just remember – like, I just – in my mind, I remember the moment of being, being like, wow, this rules. And you being like, what? And we realised something like, oh, no. <laughs> this – I have – I feel so embarrassed by what I've done. Oh, my God. Um, and that was almost, what, 20 years ago or something, or 17 years ago or something. Anyway. I'm so sorry I wasn't sweeter. I can't, I no, can't no, imagine. No, 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 this is, again. No, but look. You're not look, the problem here. <laughs> look at you. You're a, a no. sweet little boy. No, well, no, you, I was a freak. Been, I had. I was a mucky uni student. I had dreadlocks. It was disgusting. Did you have dreadlocks? Yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, maybe that explains it. Of course. Again, you're not the problem. You know my, <laughs> my husband had dreadlocks before I met him and I just... <laughs> Every day, I count my lucky stars. I met him when I did and not I a few think, years earlier. Yeah, Wouldn't I think that my, a, my, my nah. wife feels the same way. <laughs> no, nah, actually, that's a horrible thing to say about dreadlocks, which are perfectly fine. As but someone who's been through it, I don't think they are. <laughs> it depends why you got them. And in the case of my True. husband, he Was he got them because they seemed marijuana? like a good way out oh, okay. from grooming your hair. You know, like oh, him. right. Yeah, anyway. laziness. And anyway, so a, that was, I've, I, pro- I was like, I don't know why you would, yeah, of course you don't remember that. But anyway. I don't remember. That was... I feel bad for not remembering, but I also, no, I, I, I put it to you that I might have been, like I might have been, maybe there was some, maybe I seemed a little prickly. I don't But think... also maybe I wasn't completely in the zone talking to Okine. You know, like maybe I was concentrating on doing good small talk with it because we always assume people are, Oh, we always assume we're the only socially awkward person in a conversation, sure. but maybe actually I also was. But I can't stress enough that you did nothing wrong in yeah, this interaction. Right. No, I realise you didn't start this to shame me, but I also, I feel like... I don't want you to feel guilt at all because, I again, this... I harassed, not harassed, but I, I accosted you... you after a show with... and then two days later turned with... up to your place of work to be like, hey! You gave me glowing compliments and you took the trouble to come and give me more <laughs> glowing compliments and I could have been nicer about it. Not at all. Uh, anyway. Amazing. That was 2000 and whatever it was when we met. Well, not even when we met, when I remember seeing you on stage. <laughs> I don't remember. And so it's funny because I have an awareness of knowing you for ages, but I, I just don't remember. I think we wouldn't have met. I don't remember met, that kid. We wouldn't have met till like the later 2000s when I started 
coming to Melbourne to the comedy to festival do. to do like sketch shows and stuff with uni. I think yeah. we met probably then. Yeah. Yeah, and I but I really for me it was it was a point where because I I was aware that you were doing great stuff. You know, mm. people were do- talking about oh. you, but it's the point where I went and did celebrity letters and numbers, mm. and that was only a year ago. Mm. But then I turned around and I was like, oh, he's good. <laughs> and you weren't even doing comedy, but hosting's. Hosting's a thing, and you were really good. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah it was a That's nice a little. Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I see what everyone's been talking about. Because <laughs> it's not, it's not that I underestimated no. you, but it was, yeah, you'd it was be a well real... within your rights to. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so all right. Is this enough? Is this enough chat at the top? Can we get to the confession now? That was some great chat at okay. the top. Good. You, good. you know how to do good content. <laughs> Who knows what he's doing? (laughs) Just give me the one line of just so I know what my confession is meant. Like, sort of, what's the... Welcome to I'm the Worst, the podcast where good people confess to bad things. Okay, well, see, that's what what you told me in a message. And I was concerned that... um, I don't think of myself as a good person, to be clear. Okay, let's start there. Really? Yeah, 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 of course not. Um, What do you mean, of course not? I... You're delightful, no, aren't you? I mean, we've all got, you know, skeletons and okay. darkness and all that, all of that. You, you obviously, I think any human being has things in their life they look back on and regret, whether it's like a moment of unkindness or a or or meanness or whatever, mistreating someone, all that kind of stuff, right? But fundamentally, for me, um, I don't know. Did you grow up in a religious kind of vibe at all? No. Uh, no, my mother was a lapsed. Christian. Right. Okay. I, she'd she'd grown she'd done the born again Christian thing uh, as a teen, yes. and then she'd um, so moved away from it. I grew up in a, a thing uh, a thing called the Presbyterian Church. Yes. Which is like, you know, there's like cool churches that have like motorbikes and guitars and stuff. Imagine none of that. <laughs> <laughs> but not only was it the Presbyterian Church, it was the Chinese Presbyterian Church. Yeah. Um. In Surrey Hills in Sydney, where we would go every every week to church, and so you can imagine the sternness of Presbyterianism um, combined with the, gosh, how can I say this? Sternness of being <laughs> Chinese, right? Just even though the people were very lovely to me and, and very, um, you know, um, very kind, loving people, there's just an amount of like, um, there's a there's a amount of I think in retrospect what I would describe as like inappropriate language used around children that they absorb in the church that I think organized religion needs to probably reassess, right? So for example, one of the earliest things I remember is thinking is learning about how like everyone deserves to go to hell, right? That's just part of the faith, right? If you're human, you've done sin, you deserve to go to hell. And the next thing you kind of think is go, Oh, well, I do some good things, like I help mum carry in the shopping or I, mm-hmm. you know, I take care of my sister when she's crying, all that kind of stuff. The passage that was read to me from the Bible, I'm like six at this point, is uh, is something, it's one of the, in the New Testament, it's something like all of your good deeds are dirty rags <laughs> um, in offerings to the Lord or whatever, right? So it's like, doesn't matter what you do, counts as, counts as um, rags. It's like, it's like when you're like, hey, I did this nice thing. It's like rags, who cares, right? So and I, rem- I remember a phrase that stuck in my brain was, all you deserve is death, right? Six, what? Six years old. <laughs> right? Hang on. Is this in your Sunday school? Yeah, Sunday school or just like in conversation with people. Just like, yeah, it was in and around, right? So I, I and after years of therapy, I realise now that that is a fundamental belief of mine, that all I deserve is death and I will never 
think of myself as a good person ever. It doesn't matter what I try to do. I cannot undo that damage. And I've not even damaged. I cannot undo that like core feeling, right? Um, wow, that is – so you accepted that core belief. Of course. That's what I was told, you know. Has it been helpful noticing that that's what you did? Like at least has the therapy still, been helpful? It, it comes still- into my brain. Uh, the was – I'm trying to think. Um, anytime I do something what that is great, that's the first thought that comes into my head, right? So like um, I'm just trying to think of a fun thing I've done recently. Uh, like last night – um, my radio my radio partner would now quit, but Lewis Hopper and I did a show. Saw that show at Max Watts in Melbourne, where I don't know six hundred people, five hundred people, however many fitness Max Watts came and paid money to see us say goodbye to them, and it was beautiful. And we had incredible guests. It was like Dylan Alcott came on and Jordan Barr and Pip and D from the Hookup on Triple J. It was such a fun night and a great show. We had a wonderful time. At the end, we're saying goodbye to the audience and thank you so much. And I'm kind of like, like feeling the love from them. As soon as I walked off stage, I get walked down that ramp at Max Watts into the backstage area near the near the accessible bathroom. My first thought was, "All you deserve is death." Right. So, like, even though you're having a wonderful time, that's the first thing that I will always feel as soon as I walk off stage, um, because it comes back to that. You know, uh, you seem you seem yeah. aghast at this. No, I am aghast. Well, you're a parent as well, so I think you're probably like, okay, yeah, 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 a bunch of things are happening, and, yeah. and one of them is. What have I said to my kids that is that that what have I flippantly said to my kids that they're going to hold onto as a core belief into adulthood <laughs> that allows them to experience no joy for longer than one second? Um, so I guess you know. Anyway, sorry, sorry. So, uh, but but the confession. <laughs> but the, I don't want a confession. I think this might be the first time we do the pod where I'm like, can you just tell me a good thing and we'll celebrate no, no, you? No, because I because I also struggle with. I I think. Uh, so yeah, so I, I struggle a lot with ever feeling like I'm a enough or a good person or anything like that. And I think I'll, I think I think versions of we all have versions of that. Um, so, but so yes. your description of your career as a all these good things will go away someday and yes. soon that was the tip of the iceberg. Oh, you do not let yourself. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Th- you don't let yourself enjoy sunshine, do you? There's moments where I forget, but like oh, fundamentally, my... we're always coming oh, back to God. that because of. Because it's just in the brain. That's just, it's just like not even a mantra. It's just like, it's always there. All you deserve is death. Oh, my sweet, sweet baby. Uh, (laughs) But um, I don't want you to feel sorry for me because I'm I'm doing okay. So, (laughs) um, but the confession is from, uh, it's it's an on, I guess it's an ongoing confession from uh, uni days through until now. Um, So, um, and this is, there's lots of, obviously lots of, Things you know, any of us could confess to, but I think this one's kind of fun, and I feel some regret for it, but probably not enough. So, um, I need to anonymize this, but there was a guy at uni who I will, you will never, he will, I imagine, will never hear this, but if he does, only he will know who he is. Um, he was, we did sort of comedy stuff at uni, we did like sketches and improv and that kind of thing, and he was sort of in and out of our group and then also in and out of like the theatre group, right? And he was a prick. Just, he had like mood swings and was re- like just a, I f- I'm sure he's like a fine guy, but I found him so annoying and so icky and I was very judgmental of him. So everything he did, I was like, this guy's not funny. This guy sucks, you know? And I just 
for whatever reason, he probably doesn't even realise he's my nemesis, right? He then... He is he, your... Ne- it's fun to have a nemesis, though. Yeah, again, he probably doesn't even... Probably has not thought about me in a long time. Do, do you reckon, though? Do you, Surely. Almost certainly. I Almost can guarantee certainly, you. No reciprocal thoughts. Uh, maybe he probably thought I was annoying or thought that I was... Thought that I didn't like him or something. But I don't, I know, I don't, I don't think you, he... Obs- he didn't obsess about me the way the I way you, thought of him. Oh, so funny how someone can just rub us up the wrong way like that. Can you... Can you, without identifying yeah. this person, yeah. can you somehow explain the traits that this yeah, guy it had? Was, that- it was a, I mean, I think a thing a lot of young men have, and I probably had it as well, and that's probably why I hated it so much in him, was like a simmering frustration with the world that is about to bubble over, right? And at any moment, you know those guys who get really frustrated and just snap sometimes, and they're not like... I don't mean in like a violent way. That's another category of person. I just mean that kind of like, fuck, I'm going home. Like that kind of thing, right? Like a tantrum, basically. Yeah. You, you but, know. but somebody who carries themselves with an air of, you're lucky I'm not boiling over right now. One of the, that vibe. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of, particularly or in my experience, young men have that trait. And I certainly know that in when I was like, like you know, 19 through 23, I probably had a touch of that as well. Um, but this guy was like that. A lot, right? Mm-hmm. And anyway, did not get along. I don't think I've... I don't, I, yeah, I probably have never... I don't think I've... There's only a couple of people in the world who know this. Um, I found out where he lived and every eight to ten months, I egg his house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been going on for 15 years. <laughs> Do it. I'm a, I'm a 38 year old man, Claire. Maybe you do deserve to die. <laughs> no. Oh. So at I. 30, at 38, you still. I go. I don't even eat eggs. I'm a vegan. I mean, I'm not strictly, but I'm broadly speaking a vegan, and I'll I'll still buy eggs for for vandalism. You know. Yeah, but are you at least buying the free range? <laughs> are you? For, tell yes. me you're not I'm, vandalizing I'm buying, with cage eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just. I think I'm buying free range. I am buying free range. Yeah, as it, when you're not when you're not experienced with egg buying, yeah. it is actually quite hard to identify which yeah. ones are the good ones. Now they make it very tricky. I have egged this man's house okay. so many times. He used to live with his parents. I egged their house. He then moved out. I didn't realize he'd moved out. Kept egging their house. Okay. Then found out they. <laughs> this is. Fucked. I mean, but they are responsible for him. They can yeah. take. So they were so rich. Not that it matters, but they were so rich. Oh, I really? then found out where he lived. He lived with a friend of mine. I egged their house. My friend would complain to me. Someone's egging a house. I was like, "That's crazy!" Like I was a, like proper fucking. Just. This is dark, though. I know isn't it's it? fucked. It's fucked. And you still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Does. Yep. I, 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 this is a crime I did. I broke lockdown to egg his house. Like we were only allowed in certain LG, like local government areas in Sydney. You went outside of your <laughs> yeah, my, my, LGA my, to yeah. egg this guy. You didn't even take, cause you, this is, you've got the rest of your life to egg this person. You could have sat lockdown out. I no. could, I could. I do it. Uh, yeah. I do it with some, sometimes I'll get a friend to go. Sometimes I'll come. Sometimes you will take a friend. How sometimes many friends friend. have you taken on this excursion? Maybe like three or four. Four, maybe, yeah. No, it's one at a time. 
but like three or four people. Yeah. How do you pitch it to them? How do you explain oh, what they're about to be A lot of the other guy knows he's a bit fucked. <laughs> okay, sorry. So you are, okay. So you are really, you, you're taking someone who... Who, who knows. Who has, but yeah, so the, I, I often it'll be a comedy person. Um, yeah. Because like a, friend, a comedy friend. And we'll go, yeah, go do a little legging. And um, this... <laughs> It's so this, I can't believe I it's so it's fast, so excellent, and like and like what, what like what um like well, there are so many wrong things with this. One of the yeah. main things is that the person who no, like no one else holds this grudge against him. You know what I mean? It's just me who feels this way. Like everyone else has forgiven and moved on and everything like that. Everyone else is like everyone else has come to terms with like we're all young and stupid and blah blah blah. For some reason, I can't let go of this. And, like, I don't know what that is in my brain. But once every eight to ten months, I find out where he lives on Eggie's house. (laughs) Okay, all right. This is amazing. couple of rapid-fire questions. Number one, was it the first egging you ever did? Had you ever egged before? I probably heard... I don't know. I'd probably, I'd never done this extensive amount of egging, <laughs> but it's just sort of six to 12 eggs kind of thing. <laughs> or as, or as um, comedian Luke Heggie once said to me, ah, a fresh dozen. <laughs> but um, not that Heggie's ever come with me, to be clear. I don't want to besmirch his good name. He's just a fan of the art. Um, I had probably done an, I thrown maybe one egg, maybe two eggs in my life before this. Okay. Um, in primary school once for Halloween, I remember it. And I might have done one egg in high school or something like that. But I'd never been an egging guy. There were egging. There were guys I knew in high school who were egging guys. I was not one of them. But, um, yeah, now I am. But now just, you are. Just for one guy. And those guys from high school probably gave it up years ago. Of course they did. <laughs> many of them, have, many of them like have, have PhDs now, whatever the fuck. They're, they're doing fine. Okay, so my next question is, mm-hmm. do you, did you have any sense on the first egging mm. that this would not be enough and you no. would need to come back to it? No, it always just was meant to be one. It was. It, it's always, it started off was one. And then I think the second time I brought a friend and we had such a delightful time. It was so much fun to egg a house. They, they lived in this huge mansion and um, we just threw a couple of, it was like two o'clock in the morning and we just threw like six eggs each at the house. And it like, I was like, this is the greatest feel. Like, this is so fun. And then, you know, you leave it for eight months or whatever, you know. And then the next year rolls around and you go, oh, let's go again. Yeah. Well, you know? and a, a, another important question is, mm. what is what is it like the realisation that you're due for an egging? Like, <laughs> well, like what is it, it, will, it occur, will it be like uh, the minute it happens or will you sit on no, it for a week? it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be something that'll happen. They might, this guy might pop up on social media uh-huh. or like do, often. Do often, you follow this guy? No, but we're friends of the same people. Yeah. So, oh, so occasionally it would be, he'd be arguing some, with someone in the comments about something and would just be being a prick. Whether it was like being some sort of like libertarian fucking like whatever or like whatever, like he's, you know, just he'd be in some argument about that or whatever. Occasionally, whatever, just some you know opinions that i thought were a bit gross or whatever and um and then i'd scream oh god 
this is so juvenile. I would like screenshot it yeah, and send it to would. one of my friends mm-hmm. and be like, pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be like that night or the next night. Again, it'd be like, I'd go pick my friend up. It'd be like one o'clock at night. We'd drive around for a bit. Oh. And then we'd... One we'd, o'clock at night? You've got to do it at night. Yeah, you can't do it during the day. Of course not. Well, yeah, of course yeah. not. Yeah. Claire, please. You've never done an egging? <laughs> I, I've literally never done an egging. Yeah, actually. Um, I'm trying to think of... I mean, I've done some... I've done some illogical things sure. when someone has annoyed me. Sure. Hmm. I do. I did. I thrown eggs once, mm-hmm. and I only threw one of the eggs, and uh-huh. it was just the eggs were past sure. their expiry oh, in the fridge, sure. and my boyfriend at the time was like, "Let's throw them at the back fence." So we didn't. We egged ourselves. It's pretty. But fun. I remember throwing one of them, going, "It just feels wrong. They're miracles <laughs> of nature." I remember saying that. And he was like, "I'll do the rest." So, um, yeah, I, I should say, it's never rotten eggs. I don't have, because it's always no. such a, for me, I, I know what you meant oh, to do. Oh, you really have to sit on the rotten What you meant eggs. to do is you sit on them, blah, 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 you yeah. leave them in the sun, etc. I don't have time for that. I'm going from, it's 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 a two-day turnaround, Max, yeah, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going yeah, to Yeah, provided Carl's. you can locate the guy's address quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing. So he is still kind of friendly with some people I know. Hmm. And so... I don't think they know that when I'm like, oh, where is he living? Now? Like, oh, yeah, right. who's he living with now? Oh, what's that? Like, they don't know that they're giving me the intel either. Which is this is this is what I mean. There's a, there is a bit of a you, psycho element to it because there is a psycho element, and also you've done something very dangerous <laughs> today, confessing to it. <sighs> I'm like, oh, somebody's going to listen, and they're going to know when you send a yeah. Hey, what is it? Well, the worst, you're going to have to be more devious now. The worst one. Was for about four years he lived with my friend, who I was like, at the time we were like pretty close, and I was like, oh, they're moving in with you, and they're like, oh yeah, he's a cool guy, and I was like, no, he's not. You're getting fucking egged, and <laughs> so over the course of that three years, I egged their house. I don't know, like what four or five times, kind of thing, and um, my friend would be like, I'd run into him, and he'd be like, oh, what, what, blah, blah, blah. and he'd be like, oh yeah. The house got egged. It's weird. It's like, I think the teenage, like, he'd be like, I think the kids are doing it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yes, the children, they're digging us. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucked. Like, I guess the, the thing I feel guilt about is I don't know what his life is like now. I don't know what kind of person he is. I would, I would hate. I know the person I was 15 years ago. You know what I mean? And I hope that I have become a better person and I treat people better and I am uh, more thoughtful and kind. And, you know, as we are all trying to grow and change over time, you know, and I would hate for someone to, who knows, you know, to think of me as the same person as I was back then. You know what I mean? Like, I, so fundamentally, I understand that this is, that that he has changed probably and is better and whatever. And that you are not, that you grow and change you and all owe, of a sudden. You owe him at least enough respect to consider that he might... Yeah, and yet still. And have yet evolved, still, yeah. Yes, and yet still, Claire. I still I still go and egg his house every now and again. And I'm, I'm like, I don't fucking... I, I mean, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's is fun, it, obviously. It's fun. I don't know if you're ready for this thought, but is this... Is this about you? I mean... 
You said something about how, you know, we do often, we do often have contempt for those traits that we are fighting hardest in ourselves. The yes. things that we hate about ourselves and try and suppress and then we yes. see someone not suppressing it successfully and we that, they're the people we hate. You're like, I, I, don't you see how hard I am struggling to not be you and you're just living your life being you? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So is there... I mean, are these celebratory little egg fests mm. just you revisiting the death of your obnoxious adolescent self? Potent- I mean, look, there's probably a... I think a bit of that. I think there's also yes. I think I think that's very um, astute. I think there's also I, ironically by being your most yeah, ironic, like, obnoxious yeah. adolescent self. I think there's also something in there. Like I just realized I've never I've never talked to my therapist about this. Probably should. I but... feel like that's an oversight. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much other stuff to deal with though. Claire. <laughs> um, I think there is also a thing of like. Uh, me it's not just celebrating the death of my adolescent self it's also still feeling such contempt for who i am now and who i was then that that there is an element of like um like uh i guess like hating the thing that he was as a substitute for hating the thing that I was as well, if that makes sense, right? Uh, because I can't punish the I can't punish the old me because he doesn't exist, and you know, like I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, uh, but I, can, but I, I can, <laughs> I can eat this guy's house. This is so fucked. It's... Cal, is it right? Cal Wilson talked about cheating on a test. Okay. Yeah, cool. she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had you're too late. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. You've gone deep. Do you? I'll probably never actually get to talk mm. to a real murderer. Um, so, so let's just, but let's just take the psychopathic nature of what you're doing. Oh, and yeah. I would like, uh-huh. I don't want to sell people on the idea, but yeah. can you walk through mm. the feeling of throwing the eggs and yeah. tell me how long the joy lasts? Does it last longer? Than a beautiful live show at Max Watts. It lasts for days. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's so fun. It's like, because you, because you, there's the whole build up to it where you text your friend, you're like, hey, we're going egging. And then everyone goes, yeah, we're, like, not everyone, but the other person is like, they get excited too. And you text each other back and you're like, hey, we're going to go. And then like, you go to the shops and you just buy eggs. And that's not a crime, Claire. <laughs> You're just buying eggs. So far, they don't. We're getting away with it. They don't know the the person at Cole. The, 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 they're, they're just giving you. They're just. Yeah. You know. I so mean, you, if it looks like if it looks like a checkout assistant who's going to ask too many questions, yeah. you use the self check. <laughs> You're fine. Exactly. So then I, you go home. You, you, you giddy with the excitement, and then you set. You either either depending on what my sleep schedule is, I'll either set an alarm for like twelve thirty, or I'll um, just stay up to then. And then you get in the car and you got your eggs with you and you text your friend, you're like, we're on. You go to their house and then you're like talking about like, you're reminiscing about old leggings now. Because now I've been doing it for so long and the people I go with are the same people, you're like reminiscing about old leggings. You're like, remember that one? Oh, remember. You know, and like, um, yeah, they've got little in-jokes with these people. And these are like, uh, I guess a couple of them are people who I probably would, wouldn't see socially aside from the eggings, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I'd see them at gigs or run into them and stuff, 
But like, really, it's just... This is some good quality time with friends. Exactly. That's the other thing. It's like you're catching up. You're finding out what they've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets to like 1, one thirty, and you're like, I reckon everyone's asleep. Let's go have a look. And so then you sort of do a lap past the house. You go, oh, this sounds psycho. And you just sort of see if the lights are out and stuff. Yeah. And you're seeing if the cars are in the driveway, that kind of thing. You know, just looking for clues, whatever. And then often I'll <clears throat> park around the corner and then just sort of walk by, mm-hmm. see if anyone's... Dressed you know, in black? You dress? I have in the past. Yeah, I have in the past, but um, probably not anymore. Because when you're dressed all in black, it actually makes it to anyone driving part. It makes it look like you're going to do some crimes. Yeah. <laughs> you sort of are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because I am. So you've yeah. got to hide in place. But sight. actually, yeah, great, yeah. great. And then you... And then... Again, depending on like what that layout of the house is and where they are, you'll do it. Ideally, what you want to do is do it from the car. You want to like lob them over the car kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And you want, like, I'm not here to cause damage. I'm here to cause inconvenience. Like, I'm not aiming for windows. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to do damage to the car. You can occasionally egg the car. That's fine. You're aiming for like roofs and bricks and like doors. Doors are great. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, a, a bullseye on the front door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you got that little like look through bit, what's that called? The oh, view, the, the, the peephole, or whatever. The peephole. Yeah, oh, the it'd be great to hit. The, the yeah, peephole. I. Oh, actually, the best one to hit is the doorknob. That's yeah. the. That's like the. Oh, have and have you? Of, co- of course, you do. Of you do it. You, have. You, you spend a decade egging. You're gonna hit a doorknob. Okay. <laughs> it's like a hole in one. Oh um, God. And the whole actual egging goes for like a minute. You know what I mean? It's very quick. You've yeah. got a dozen eggs. You don't want to overdo it. You know, you've got a dozen eggs and, you're, and there's two of you. So you're throwing like six each. So you're like, fucking let's go. And then you, know, you either run back to the car or you speed off. Uh, and it's, it's a, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I know this is wrong and I know that I shouldn't do it. And I probably, now that I've talked about it now, probably will stop doing it. But the joy you feel from, Egging someone's house who you don't like is so oh it's so good and you like it lasts for days and you're like calling your friend and being like remember the other night it was so good. like you're just like oh yeah it's it's maybe there's two there's I mean there's a couple of earnest joys I feel but there's two like unexpected joys I feel in my life one is eggings the other one is backstage at the comedy store or somewhere else doing the fun voice to bring on the MC where you get to go ladies like that those are the two things I really that I I find unexpected joy in everything else joys like family and whatever blah 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 who cares like it's the regular stuff but eggings and backstage announcement those are the two things that I still find joy in when Wow, the Presbyterian Church has a lot to answer for, and I don't think this is what they intended. No, it's not, and I know it's bad. It's morally bad. It's bad. I shouldn't do it, but you know, it, I probably I probably won't do it anymore. Now that I've talked about it on my podcast, because you might hear. I think you might hear this, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's what's been fucking happening." Oh, but no. I also think that um, I I also think, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I I think um. I wonder if, uh, look, maybe the first five years of eggings could be justified. Maybe. I think if in a court of law, 
maybe not a court of law, a court of public opinion. First five years, maybe some people, I think a majority of people would be like, fair enough, that guy deserved a nicking. I think since then, I, I, think, I think I'm on pretty thin ice after that for the next couple of years. And the last sort of five to seven years I've been doing it, I think I'm clearly in the wrong, you know. <laughs> I think there's there's no coming there's no way for me to justify it. That's it's pretty bad behavior. So I think I probably have to give it up now that I've started now that I've you know talked about it and have because I also honestly don't really think about it, Claire. I just think it was a sort of a tradition we got into. Not I shouldn't say tradition. It's you know a habit. It is. I feel so conflicted right now <laughs> because. I'm biting my tongue from saying, but you can't stop. Like, I, I'm <laughs> course, so invested course, now. Because, like, because what, what I need... I don't want you to stop, but I know you have to, yeah, but I, I don't to. want but what, you to. But, but what is there I, a way, to, is there a penance you can do that will... Oh, yeah. Throw the eggs and go work at a soup kitchen kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's probably a bit like... The mud is the waters of the soup kitchen, to be honest. I think what <laughs> I'm really hoping for is that he... He does something really bad. And I know that's like a horrible... What a horrible thing to wish upon someone. But I want him to say something awful or do something bad so then I will feel justified in egging his house again. That's really what I want. Maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe it'll be, I will not egg his house... Because it's been a year... It might be close to a year now since I've done it. You've been very busy. (laughs) (laughs) But you're, you can make time. If, you, if you're committed enough, you'll make time. But, but um, it's been probably close. It's coming up to about a year since I've done it. And in that time, he's not really popped up or anything. But I do think maybe that's what it'll be. It'll be I won't go looking for reasons to go egging. But if, if I'll only do it now. I need to wean myself of it. Maybe for the next five years, I'll only do it when it's like I think it's morally justified. And again, this is vigilante justice. This is not, you know, this is not okay. I don't believe in this broadly speaking. I think vigilanteism is bad. But when I do it, <laughs> you know, eventually I'll stop doing this. I need to stop doing it. Oh, but I love doing it so much, Claire. <laughs> well, it's great to end the chat on a cliffhanger, to be honest. This is great. And it's also going to make me, it's just going to be so heartwarming every time I hear you do a backstage announcement. Yeah, that's really really joyful. This was the one other thing. Yeah. Um, And look, I will say if anyone messages me on Instagram or anything asking about egging, I will deny that I've ever had this conversation and I'll say Claire drugged me. Um, Oh, no. For that, absolutely. I'm just going to say this on the record. This was a purely fictional story. Correct. And it is not legally binding because I asked you to tell me an untruth. I just said, yeah. give me something interesting. But pretend it was Make real. Make sure it's not true. Pretend yeah. <laughs> it was real. Okay? Thank you, Claire. Michael Hing there. I thought for sure he would change his mind and ask me not to release this confession, but I'm so glad he didn't. Please let him know how much you enjoyed this and share the episode with a friend who might enjoy it. And if you know the person he is talking about here, for goodness sakes, shh. Back next week with a very fun chat with a fringe friend, classy comic actor, throws a tantrum, slash shoe.